Hello everyone, and this is CD's Solo Shoot number two. I am CD Danny Mac, host of the Undisputed Future podcast, bringing you a couple things that are on my mind. I'm talking recent releases, an anticipated return, and of course, a couple of WWE NXT debuts on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live. First thing I want to talk about is a shocking release this year. Emma, the first competitor against Paige in the NXT Women's Championship match. Unbelievable and a shocking release, to say the least. I mean, I don't know what Creative was thinking. I don't know if they were just out of plans for Emma. I don't know... I don't know where this could have come from, considering her two impressive matches with Asuka, and then after her Monday Night Raw match, the next thing you read is, we've come to terms with the release of Emma and wish her best of luck in her future endeavors. I don't agree with that. I think Emma deserved better on the Monday Night Raw roster, as anybody with eyes can see, as far as I'm concerned, she was a fantastic female talent. She started trending all over social media to get a chance, and then they give her a cut. I don't understand what the mindset in the offices of WWE were on this one, but I wish Emma all the best of luck on the independent circuit. I know she has a booking locally near me in Rahway, New Jersey for early February. I think it's February 2nd or February 3rd. Either way, I'm going to do my best to try and get out there. DRJ, who you heard uh, just played that awesome new intro song, uh, he lives a couple minutes away from Rahway, so I might try and coordinate something with him, try and get out to that show. But Emma, the first Australian female superstar on the WWE roster, the first talent in the NXT Women's Championship match, and probably one of the best female talents to never hold a championship in WWE, has been released to my surprise, she was a huge player in NXT. I loved Evil Emma. I loved what she was doing on the main roster to a point. I really liked what she did for Dana Brooks' career as far as having her as a protege. Uh, it was the most interested I had ever been in Dana Brooke. That takes a lot for me, somebody who I consider still needs time in the NXT system to work on the little things, but I'm not in charge of call-ups. My job is to get excited about them, but I'm very upset to hear about Emma's release. Uh, she'll be fine on the independent circuit, like I mentioned. Her shows most recently are coming up in February. I'm assuming that's when the 90-day no-compete clause is up. A lot of talents receive that, and I can't imagine Emma was an exception to that rule. So, early February, we'll start seeing her travel out and about two different independent circuits. I really hope that she's getting the pay that she deserved. I don't believe everything I read on dirt sheets, but I heard she was asking for 2000 American dollars a match. And while that is a little bit steep, she is a pioneer in the current state of women's wrestling, especially in WWE. I think she deserves a hefty salary to go along with those credentials. Emma's released. Emma's out on the independent scene, and I can't see, I can't wait to see where her future goes, and I wish her all the best of luck. You're hearing it from a big-time Emma fan since early 2014. Cannot believe where, where she sadly ended up here in the WWE. And another release of female talent I was kind of shocked with, but at the same time understood it a little bit more, was definitely Summer Rae. Summer Rae was a pioneer in NXT for Team 
for the best friends for the team BFF between Charlotte, Sasha Banks, and Summer Rae. I felt like she was the glue that held Sasha and Charlotte together in this faction, and it just really comes as a surprise to me how misused she has been since that awkward Rusev, Dolph Ziggler, Lana, Love, Triangle, Love, Parallelogram, however you want to address it, it was four people, not exactly a triangle. But yeah, Summer Rae's gone too. Summer Rae getting released around the same time as Emma. Summer Rae, a fantastic, not necessarily in-ring talent, but she was obviously learning. She was getting her getting her ducks in a row as far as in-ring ability went, but she was one of the best actresses and characters on the WWE roster. She made everything work that you gave her. Her facial expressions and her tantrums, I thought they were excellent. I thought she was underutilized as far as a manager or some sort of escort role. I think there could have been other things for Summer Rae to do, especially with some new male talents. Maybe have her hook up with somebody in the cruiserweight division and do something a little bit better than Alicia Fox did with Noam Dar and Cedric Alexander. Actually, not even better, because I actually enjoyed the Alicia Fox, Noam, and Cedric storyline. But Summer Rae's release did come to me as quite a bit of a surprise. I don't know where she's going to end up as far as independent wrestling goes, but I could definitely see her working her way through an acting career and establishing herself in the mainstream more so that way. Another NXT talent to be released was the one Darren Young. Darren Young, a former tag team champion, half of the primetime players with Titus O'Neil. Darren on his way to being made great again by ba- Backlund, and untimely injuries just happens at just happened when you don't expect it. And Darren Young, sadly a victim of this, I really don't think it was anything further than untimely injuries and just the contract running out. I'm not going to believe anything I might have read about homophobia or, you know, LGBT stance or anything like that. Darren Young's whole ideal was blocking the hate. WWE was well aware he had come out as a homosexual. I don't think that his sexual orientation could have or did have anything to do with his release. It's just untimely injuries, and sadly the Bob Backlund thing wasn't taking off like many fans expected it to. I think that blocked the hate and him being an advocate for LGBT rights on WWE television. I think if you tweak that a little bit to make it more television-friendly and not irk the ire of some of some intolerable people, I don't know exactly how to put it, but I think Darren Young as a spokesperson and blocking the hate, I think that could have been a real launching-off point for him in his career, but it sadly did not come to fruition. Darren Young joining that unfortunate list of released talents and one that I'm almost as upset about Emma about has got to be James Ellsworth. James Ellsworth, an inspiration to anybody who's ever been given one chance on WWE television to make themselves work. James Ellsworth, any man with two hands, has a fighting chance, got beat up by Braun Strowman, we know that story, got brought back by Shane McMahon, Daniel Bryan to face off with AJ Styles, the AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, Ellsworth triangle rivalry story, I thought that was excellent. 
James Ellsworth, all the suspense of him possibly becoming WWE champion. Also, a very entertaining storyline. I thought the guy filled his role excellent no matter where they put him, and that includes the most recent tanglement with the princess of Staten Island, Carmella. James, you did everybody here on Staten Island a service by providing our princess with anything that she may need. Hashtag anything for Carmella. I'm going to do my best to keep it going because as a Staten Island peasant myself, I would do anything for my princess and Miss Money in the Bank winner. But James Ellsworth, an inspiration to all those wanting to live out their dream in the professional wrestling world. They gave him a shot. They gave him a contract over a year with the company after being signed up for one match. I'd call that an inspiration if I ever heard it. But Ellsworth, unfortunately, on that same list of releases, cannot wait to see where he's doing independent wrestling and meet and greets and all that. I'm definitely going to do my best to try and get out to one of those. James Ellsworth, Darren Young, Summer Rae, Emma, and the list goes on from earlier, but those are the four, sadly, most recently released from WWE. But enough about the sad releases of some very talented people. I want to talk about the anticipated return of Paige to Monday Night Raw. Paige, after all the months of heartbreak and Alberto Del Rio, and where is she going to end up, and injuries, and nonsense, and BS, and what's going to happen with her personal life, how is the crowd going to react to her when she comes back. We finally got a definitive answer this past Monday on Raw. Paige has returned to WWE, and I couldn't be happier to see the first NXT Women's Champion. I'm not going to bring up any most recent upcomings of her on the internet, and what got exposed, and this and that. I'm looking at her strictly as a talent standpoint, and goddamn did Raw need this burst into the women's division. They needed new challengers, they needed Paige to give it a shot in the arm, and really revitalize any sort of competition for that Raw Women's Championship. And Paige did not come alone. Some new NXT debuts on Monday Night Raw. A couple names I honestly didn't expect, but two names I know are the best of friends, and I'm really happy that they are sticking together. Sonya Deville and the Golden Goddess Mandy Rose joining Paige on her return to take the women's division of Raw by storm. Mandy, Sonya, and Paige all laying down an attack and making an impact on their first night of WWE television in a long time or their debut. Paige and Sonya and Mandy wreaked havoc over some, over the usual in Monday Night Raw's talent. You had Bailey and Sasha and Mickey James and Alicia Fox and everybody fighting for a number one contendership match, but that was thrown out. The invasion happens. I thought it was very well executed and cannot wait to see where Mandy and Sonya go from here. I was very surprised at these two names for a call-up. I did not expect to see Mandy Rose on main roster television without seeing her on NXT television a little more frequently, especially considering all the exposure that Sonya got this past month or so. She was in the number one contender triple threat matches for the NXT Women's Championship match in Houston at TakeOver War Games, and then she had an ongoing rivalry with Ruby Riot after that. 
So I really expected Mandy Rose to come back, get her own sort of mini storyline outside of the title for both those stories to wrap themselves up. And then if you want to send Sonya and Mandy up to Raw, do it after that. Because we haven't seen the Golden Goddess, Mandy Rose, on NXT television in quite some time. And I thought it would have been nice for a little bit more people to get familiar with her on NXT television before throwing her into Monday Night Raw. But she has the look, she has the appeal, and I know a lot of people are going to expect an Eva Marie sort of circumstance. And I cannot wait to see the Golden Goddess shut them up. She's got looks. She's beautiful, she can go in the ring, she's tough as nails, she has worked way harder than anybody would expect her to. I cannot wait to see Mandy Rose shut people up who are just going to say it's another Eva Marie sort of scenario. She's only there for her looks, she has no in-ring talent. Let's cut that out before it starts. Mandy Rose is a promising talent. I've seen her compete with Asuka at Arsbury Park, New Jersey, in February. I saw her compete in Asbury Park in February against Asuka for the NXT Women's Championship. I thought it was an excellent match, and I thought it was also an excellent match when I saw her tag team with Sonya Deville against Ruby Riot and Ember Moon earlier this summer out at NXT Poughkeepsie. And I don't see where all the denial right away should come from. Give Sonya a chance. Give Mandy Rose a chance. Cannot wait to see what these ladies do on Raw. And I can't wait to see what the other set of NXT call-ups do on SmackDown Live. Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, and Liv Morgan getting called up as well. Another three-women faction sent to SmackDown Live. Also, with a very similar aesthetic. You got Ruby Riot, that sort of anti-diva page mentality, although I'm trying not to encourage the Page and Ruby Riot comparisons because they're such individuals as competitors in the ring. They do have different styles. Their characters are different. It's not just a copy and paste with a little bit of red and black in there as opposed to purple and black. But Ruby Riot is a character that stands on her own. She's an excellent in-ring performer. I've been following her since the Heidi Lovelace days out on the independent scene. And I look forward to what she can do. Liv Morgan, she's been touring with the main roster girls for quite some time now. She's had some dark matches here and there on main roster television. We hadn't seen her on NXT television for quite some time. So this was actually a debut I expected more so than the other ones. Sarah Logan, however, Sarah Logan, a Mae Young Classic competitor, I expected her to have some time down in NXT a little bit more, but I'm not going to deny her. I'm not going to jump to any conclusions that she's not ready. I know Sarah's been working a long time out on the independent circuit. I think it's really just a matter of what main roster talent is needed at the time for call-ups. Because as far as people who are ready, I'm very surprised that we haven't seen the iconic duo yet. I'm very surprised that May Young Classic winner Kyrie Sane stuck around in NXT rather than jump up to the main roster. But I'm going to chalk that up to some sort of language barrier or wanting to get her promo style down a little bit more, working with the folks at the Performance Center for that. But Sarah Logan, a good old American girl, and I believe everything she's all about. I cannot wait to see what she can do. Liv Morgan, a local 
somewhere in New Jersey, representing the 201. I cannot wait to see what Liv does. I've been a big fan of Liv's for quite some time. Cannot wait to see what is next for her. She's worked really, really hard. Cannot wait to see where this main roster call-up leads her. And Ruby Riot, I said all I can say. Ruby Riot, a fantastic talent. Cannot wait to see her character really develop on SmackDown Live. Cannot wait to see where a rivalry with Becky Lynch or Natalia can go because Ruby versus Natty or Ruby versus Becky both have excellent matches written all over them. And speaking of excellent matches, I will be bringing you episode 34 quite soon. Johnny Gargano takes on Pete Dunne for the United Kingdom Championship. And knowing what we know now, it's Ruby Riot taking on Sonya Deville in their last NXT television matchup. But that's been my solo shoot number two. I'm going to try and bring you guys one of these once a month. I'm CD Danny Mac. Thank you for listening to the Undisputed Future podcast. Please follow on Twitter at podcast underscore UF at Undisputed Future Podcast. All one word is the Instagram. Find me on Facebook, Undisputed Future Podcast. I'm on Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, all of your podcast platforms. Just give me a search. I'm sure I'm on, I'm sure I'm on other places as well. I am CD Danny Mac. This is CD's solo shoot. I will see you next time for episode 34, NXT War Games. Fallout.